0: Great stories, epic songs. Podplays.
1: If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please
0: remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from Burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard welcome to the pod play entitled preacher and jake Written by Leslie Satcher Episode 1 of 2
2: Alright y'all,
3: listen to me 1, 2, 3, four. Don't let Jesus find us without loving kindness And when he comes knocking Don't leave him on the porch Open up and show him you're your friends Like the lamp of loving kindness Welcome in one more Welcome
4: in one more They're all the same A pastor's office Especially the ones in a little old church Barely hanging on They're almost always located In the most glamorous spot in the building Some are behind the baptistry, some right next to the broom closet with its ancient hot water heater. Worse yet, some are right next to the nursery. Wherever they are, you can bet they're tiny and crowded. This is where we find our hero, preacher. A man with his own office oftentimes feels strong and important. But at the end of the back hall, behind a door without a nameplate, our guy feels like he's barely hanging on. His dusty little hideaway, piled high with old hymn books, vacation Bible school flags, and whatnot, does, however, have one redeeming feature. The entire wall behind the preacher's desk is a huge stained glass window. Here he sits now contemplating heavenly things, trying not to get distracted by the little pools of color spilling over his shoulder onto his study notes and the old King James Bible his daddy gave him. But Sunday sermon is refusing to be born. It's like his mind just won't do business with his pen. He turns to face the window and loses himself in the reverse image of Jesus cradling a little lamb in his arms feeling somewhat alone and helpless, preacher, praise. Mysteriously, that's when, and it's happened more than once this week, a little gray cat the color of smoke on an October sky comes slinking in. Quiet as a whisper, the scruffy visitor proceeds to hop up on the desk and make himself to home, and it wouldn't be so bad to have him there. But he stares with those green eyes so intently at young preacher that he loses his place in the desperate pleading he's doing with the Lord. And so he stops and runs a hand over the little furry purring back. And he talks to the cat.
2: Well, you again. Too bad you're not a wealthy member of the congregation or I'd start asking you for a donation every time you come in uninvited. They didn't tell me you came with the office. Oh, and and by the way, I'm naming you uh, mm, Jake, short for Jacob. He was a fella that wrestled with an angel in the Bible till he got blessed. You always seem to show up when I'm wrestling with heaven, don't you, boy? Here I am again, struggling for a blessing. I need a word, an idea, a story, or a, a funny joke to start him off with. Heck, Jake, right now I just settle for lunch at the diner on somebody else.
5: When you woke up this morning, was the sun behind a cloud? Did you see the lightning striking? Did the thunder shake your ground? Did the devil go whispering? It's really about to pour. Do yourself a favor, brother, and kick him out the door. And keep the faith. You gotta keep the faith. Give your day. Give your day back to the Lord. How it goes is up to you. Happy is the path we choose. It ain't enough to just hope and pray. You gotta keep the faith. Those times you feel like giving up and crawling back in bed Don't let the feelings steal from you what the Father said Faith can move that mountain that's worrying your soul You only need a tiny seed to make it up and grow Keep the faith You gotta keep the faith Give your day Give your day back to the Lord. How it goes is up to you. Happy is the path we choose. It ain't enough to just hope and pray. You got to keep the faith. Keep the faith. You got to keep the faith. Give your day. Give your day back to the Lord. How it goes is up to you. Happy is the path we choose. It ain't enough to just hope and pray. You got to keep the faith. It ain't enough to just hope and pray. You gotta keep the faith.
2: if cats know about money or even care, but they aren't paying this old boy much of it. If I was keen to tear down on some field mice, me and you could have a feast back here behind the water and under the steeple. But it's not that bad. Yet. Don't get me wrong. they are wonderful folks here. There just ain't many of them, and they're digging deep in their pockets to pay me what they can. I feel bad knowing what a sacrifice it is for some of them. What do you preach to 17 people? How do you give them hope? What can I say that hasn't been laid out for them by older and wiser men than me? Uh, I, I haven't even gotten my certificate frame from seminary yet. I don't know what I'm doing here. I should have took that job at the lumber yard over in Mount Pleasant. Daddy's best friend said he'd start me off $2 an hour over what he's paying the other guys. He said it's a great company to work for. Benefits. Matching retirement funds. What did I tell him, Jake? Nah, sir, Mr. Frank. I got a job. A calling. Thanks anyway. (laughs) Oh, they're calling
4: all right. Threatening to shut off my electricity. Like I said, Jake has a tendency to study. Stare, if you will at the new preacher here at All Souls Fellowship Church. That's what he's doing even now as an unannounced visitor approaches. You'd think being a cat, he'd jump and scramble out of sight at the first hint of someone clanking their way around 120 years of back of the baptistry clutter. Jake, however, don't move. He settles himself right under the warm light of the preacher's desk lamp. He's curling his tail around his paws, but not moving his gaze from preacher. It's amusing, even a little unnerving, and it elicits a giggle from preacher. Giggling. That's what this most dignified young man is doing when the church secretary of 27 years finally appears in his door.
6: What's the funny, preacher? Oh, forgive my rudeness. I'm Rosemary Lawson, church secretary. I'm two years from my 30-year pen. My mama was a secretary before me and her mama before her. Before my grandmother, they had one of the Jackson men, and I'm not sure which one, keeping the secretary position. Made a total mess of the church books, rolling all. Of course, no offense, preacher. Took a woman to straighten it all out. Grandmother Lawson told Mama it was right at three years for she knew who was a member in good standing and who had paid their tithes and who had not. Why, well, it's been run tight as the army since we stepped in. The Lawson women, I mean. Oh, I'm prattling on, forgive me. We're talkers. Now back to you. How's your first week going? From the kickling, I'm assuming, pretty good. You're not into the communion wine, are you?
2: Rosemary. You did say your name was Rosemary. Nice to finally meet you. Sorry to hear about your miniature donkey. I know it must have been heartbreaking to lose him after all these years. I hear he was quite the crowd pleaser when he came down Maid Street in the Christmas parade.
6: pee was a joy to everyone who ever met him, who knew there's no cure for miniature donkey depression. One morning, last spring, he just went all blue suede shoes. Nothing could persuade him to take his breakfast. Or to put on his genuine Mexican serape blanket. My sister brought him back from Cancun. He always loved that blanket. He walked to the darkest corner of the barn and he laid down. Now, Preacher, that wasn't like Peewee Wee to lay down in the middle of the day, especially when padded grass was as tall as John Whitten's cornfield. Well, he lingered for days. I finally pulled Daddy's old milk stool up next to him, and I started at page one of the hymn book, and I sang every one of them in a low voice, of course, just trying to soothe his nerves or whatever miniature donkeys have up in their tiny little brains. Well, when I hit the Easter Hymn section, I was well into up from the grave rose when Pee-wee sunk to his...
2: (laughs) Oh, Miss Rosemary, I'm sorry for the loss
6: of your little friend. Friend? Well, I never. Pee-wee was family. I've got cousins I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for. We paid $500 for that donkey, and we should have paid more. He was worth more than money. He lifted your spirits. Why, he was always there every morning, grinning and romping around when it was time to feed. Why, my late husband, Barton, wouldn't even say good morning till he'd had his milk of toast and two runny eggs. Mm-mm, I sure miss. <laughs> Pee-wee.
2: Yes, I imagine you do. In any case, Miss Rosemary, is there something you needed, something you wanted to talk to me about? Uh, unless it was Pee Wee, of course.
6: Oh, yes, preacher,
2: about your parking spot. Parking spot? We we only have a big square of gravel and some patches of Johnson grass. I thought anywhere would be fine.
6: Now, preacher, you're new here. So I feel it is only right to show you a little grace where this sensitive subject is concerned.
2: I see. Thank you.
6: As I was saying, we all have assigned spaces. I've been parking my wagon there to the right of the air conditioning unit, the old one, not the new one, since I was full-time with the church 27 years ago. Did I mention I'm about to get my 30-year pen?
2: Yes, ma'am, you did. Now this, we all, you mentioned, I've been the only one here for three days. I just figured I could pull up in the shade of that oak tree closest to the back door under the steeple. I haven't seen another soul here till you showed up just now.
4: So? With the weight of this almost snarky statement still hanging in the air between Preacher and Rosemary... Jake shifts his position on Preacher's desk and begins the most intense stare of the morning straight at the young clergyman. The move is not lost on Preacher, and he feels the sting of shame creeping up the starched spine of his new shirt.
2: Miss Rosemary,
4: I apologize. I will be happy to park wherever you
2: instruct me to. I should have asked in advance what would be most convenient for those of us serving here together during the work week, and Sunday, of course.
6: Well, I don't mean to be hard to get along with. It's just that my mama always parked while I do, and I feel as if I'm carrying on a tradition, if you will. Also, Mama and Daddy are buried just a couple yards away and I want her to see that I'm always here on time sporting a pretty necklace and with a smile of joy on my face. It was her way and I want to be known for the same things. She was beautiful, my Mama. Everybody has always said so. Why, we even have some gals here old enough to remember my grandmother. Can you believe that? They said she was the same way. When I pull in, I climb out of that old jeep and I holler, Good morning, Mama! I holler pretty loud because I'm sure the angel band in heaven is kicking up a us from daylight to dark. And I know Mama's right up in the middle of all that praising. Well, she just loves church music, especially, you know, the kind we make around here. Well, I'm surprised you didn't hear me when I pulled in a while ago. Although I had to park one spot over, could have been the bells. Well, they chiming when I come in. Bert better have those things fixed. I have told him ten times if I've told him once. the glitch up on Amazing Grace. When that song starts playing, them bells chime at warp speed. While it upsets every cow in his shot, Mr. Nelson said he's quit giving milk right in the middle of the second verse when he whizzed past his barn last week.
2: The church bells went
6: flying past some fella's barn? No! The soundtrack of the church bells. They're electronic monsters. Personally, I'm for unplugging them and going back to yanking the rope that hung down in the foyer and whacked you in the face if you weren't looking. Why, you didn't dare take your eyes off that thing when you picked up your order of service off the front table by the door. However... A little rope burn is worth it if you get consistency for your trouble, I'm always saying. Well, back to work. Just thought I'd drop in for a couple of words with our new shepherd. Oh, if you need me, my desk is in the church kitchen right next to the chest freezer. We bought it with the Fix Up All Souls fundraiser last summer. Bye-bye, preacher. Bye-bye.
4: With that, Rosemary's gone. Jake the cat closes his eyes for the first time. Later that evening, retelling this section of his day to his wife, Preacher thinks long and hard before he says, That cat winked at me when Rosemary left. I swear to you, Cindy, he winked. It makes a man wonder what that cat knows. But he didn't speak of it anymore. Preacher stopped right there. He and Cindy are newlyweds, and he don't want her to know this early that she married a crazy man. Oh, I'm pretty sure she'll find out soon enough. There ain't much that gets past a preacher's wife. Anyway, no rest for the weary. Preacher had just latched on to a good idea when Crash! Preacher almost flips himself through the beautiful image of Jesus behind him, and would have but he managed to grab hold of a faded Christian banner. The flagpole wedged itself between the desk and a brace in the window. Again, can I say, mysterious. Jake leapt up onto a shelf where a teetering stack of old sermons someone left behind threatened to send him a-flying. As I'm sure you know if you know anything about cats, it's that they are nimble creatures, God's acrobats. Jake was back on his feet, gazing straight at Preacher. Once Preacher managed to untangle himself from the knee hole of his desk and the wheels of his office chair, this wasn't easy, because his head was where his knees were meant to be, and his wheels were where his head was meant to be.
2: Hello? Hello? Rosemary, is that you? Are, are you okay? Rosemary?
4: It's not Rosemary. Forgive your hapless narrator, I've got to backtrack a little bit. I should have told y'all early on, our quaint All Souls Fellowship Church is part of a sleepy little country community. The church building sits all by itself, five miles past the county line on a dusty two-lane highway as small country congregations out by themselves will tend to do, they're prone to drawing in troublemakers every now and then. I'm not talking about the broke-down Chevys and Fords who just need a tank of gas and a hand on down the road. Brother, I'm talking about the leathered-up caddies and the pinstripe Lincolns that pull up in the shade and stay a while. You know the type. Well, if you don't, you and Preacher are about to meet one. He just knocked over most of the stuff in the hall leading back to the pastor's study. Sort of like he was looking for something. Definitely not a Preacher. At least not our Preacher.
2: Excuse me. Oh my gosh. Can I help you? Here, let's get you up. I'm so sorry. We We're, we weren't expecting guests. <laughs> I, I don't think they've thrown anything out since the 60s, the 1860s. Oh, please forgive me for not introducing myself. I'm the pastor here at All Souls. You can call me preacher. Everybody does. At least the one or two folks I've met. I'm new this week, giving my first sermon this coming Sunday. Oh, no. Are you a member of the flock? I I just assumed you weren't, and that you were wandering around lost back here when our old hymnals put the the one-two on you.
4: (laughs) Preacher scoots some of the fallen debris aside. Once he has two old last-century podium chairs back on their feet, he motions for the stranger to come have a seat in one. Preacher takes the other. It's almost a whimsical scene like something straight out of the pages of Alice in Wonderland. The chairs have tattered velvet cushions for seats and tall backs with pointy spires and faces carved in the end of each armrest. The stranger is disheveled and irritated looking, sort of mad hatterish. The preacher looks as nervous as a hare. He fears that he's offended somebody whose daddy's daddy's daddy built this place. I'm just saying, folks, all we're missing is a teapot and chipped cups, and we could have that party right now. Jake's here, too. He's hanging around, but he ain't smiling. That's just one more thing worrying Preacher. He feels like they're old friends by now, and even in this barely blooming relationship. Preacher consents that Jake ain't happy. That sets him to fidgeting and asking all the wrong questions to a fella in a cheap suit who hasn't even offered up a name yet. Ooh, but he's about to. Y'all know he is. He ought to just cut to the chase and say huckster right out loud. He won't. He's going to give a name he made up because he likes it better than the one on his birth certificate.
3: Johnny Goldtone, at your service.
1: I'm an outlaw Got no reason to lie to y'all I'm an outlaw I'm the baddest you ever saw Full of my daddy's fight Praying for me is just a waste of time Mama, get off your knees Outlaw is all I'll ever be I'm a cowboy I sleep in the desert at night I'm a cowboy Staying I can't ride Fooling my daddy's fight Praying for me is just a waste of time Baby don't cry for me a Cowboy is all I'll ever be Don't break my heart to break a heart. I'm the first one leaving when the leaving starts. I'll have your money in my pocket and your honey on my arm. And I won't care what you think. I'm strong as a bootleg train. If you don't, Daddy's fight, praying for me is just a waste of time. Mama, get off your knees, outlaws all I'll ever be.
4: He shoves a hand at Preacher, a hand with four rings on it and scraped up knuckles. As he does, he tugs to pull his shirt sleeve down past his jacket cuff and over the wrist tattoo that the Preacher barely sees and can't make out quite what it is. But it's something with a fang. Oh, sir, I've come
3: to apply for uh, the job. I don't attend here yet.
0: You're here to apply for a job? We'll return to the pod play, Preacher and Jake in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play entitled Preacher and Jake. Oh,
3: sir, I've come to apply for uh, the job.
2: I don't attend here yet. You're here to apply for a job? I'm sorry. I didn't know there were any job openings here at All Souls. That is, except for the pastor's position. And I'm sorry to tell you, but I got that one. (laughs) Anyway... Why don't we step into my office there, and we can try to figure out what job you're talking
4: about. Preacher points to the little room just behind him. Our newly acquired huckster leans over to look in through the open door. That's when he sees it, a giant Jesus.
3: Oh, sir, if you don't mind, I'm feeling a little swimmy-headed from getting conked by all these old books. I believe I'll just keep my seat here. That is, again, if you don't mind. Old Johnny's not used to getting slammed down so early in the day.
4: (laughs) Young don't always add up to dumb. Because Preacher is young, but he ain't dumb at all. It's Johnny Goldtone's turn to fidget. Fine. That's just fine, friend. We can talk right here. What did you say your name was
2: again? Johnny Goldtone. I don't think I've ever heard that last name before. It's interesting, kind of sing-songy.
4: What line of work are you in, Johnny? I mean, what kind of job are you looking for? From the corner of his eye, a preacher has caught sight of Jake looming in the rafter right above old Johnny's head. Jake's eyes have narrowed to emerald slits just above his whiskers. His hair's all bristled up, and there's a barely audible rumble coming deep within him. Preachers listening to Johnny go on and on about the music business, something about the road drying up, whatever that means. For some reason, he can hear that rumble, but Johnny can't.
3: Like I was saying, Pastor, I'm here for the music job. What music job? You know, the one. What one? The one I'm applying for, leading the choir or something, you know, whatever. Kiddos, y'all got any of them? I'm good with the youngins. (laughs) Anyway, you got a job or what? I can burn up a guitar, but I can play any instrument. I was good on piano when I was a shorty. (laughs) I really pulled one over on that old teacher of mine. Oh, Johnny plays by ear, see? She thought I was reading that sheet music, but I was just listening and playing back what she just played for me. Most times better than her. (laughs) Man, I know I'm not like most of the cats y'all churches hire, but ain't that what a church is for? Reforming, washing white as snow, and all that stuff. And if you're not the guy in charge of hiring, point me to the one that is.
2: Johnny's time is money. No, Johnny, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would be the one in charge of hiring now. It was a small group of deacons where I was concerned, but now all the staff positions are under my authority, and we have a big one, a secretary who's been here for the best part of 30 years and a part-time janitor slash handyman who I haven't even met yet. Oh, and there's this tomcat who I assume we pay the grand total of nothing, but who was already in the office when I got here this morning. Too bad he can't make coffee. <laughs> now, let's start at the beginning, Mr. Goldtone. What are you doing in the back hallway of a locked up church on a Thursday morning? A day when a little church like this wouldn't have many people about, if any. What you looking for back here? Little church safe? Sound equipment? Instruments? Maybe a half bottle of communion wine? If we're going to sit here in these uncomfortable chairs, we might as well tell uncomfortable tales. Hmm?
4: It took the huckster a few minutes to locate his hat after that tumble in the dark mess of clutter. But once he did, he shoved it back on quickly, just trying to regain some of the coolness he had lost. Now a small bead of sweat trickles from under the trendy Fedora hat. Johnny Goldtone is tipped to one side of his head. His left eye is hidden by the shadow of its brim. His right eye has no choice but to size up the enemy across from him. And it is squinting hard. Mm, Not cool, mister.
3: Ain't you supposed to be a man of the cloth? Love everybody, you know. You don't seem very Christian brotherly, if you ask me. I mean, you so, you so untrusting. Is that a word, untrusting? Well, if it ain't, it should be, because you untrusting. Write it down. Tell him in your little sermon next week that Johnny Goldtone said so. I'm out of here, man. No job, no Johnny. I got to roll. You ain't the only church needing a music man with my qualifications. I ain't deaf. I hear that tone in your voice. You ain't interested. Maybe you can't afford old Johnny. That's cool, brother. That's cool.
4: True. Johnny ain't deaf. Because at just that moment, for some unexplained reason, he began to hear that rumbling coming from Jake. He was kicked back in that old chair with one of his legs thrown over the arm. But when he shoved up out of it to leave... He came way too close to Preacher. That's when Jake chose to drop down right in front of him. I don't know if it was the growl or the stare, but Johnny backed up and retook his seat across from the little backwoods pastor. Oh, he wanted to mouth off some more, because he really likes the sound of his own voice. But one more sideways glance at that cat, and he thought better of it. Oh, good. I'm glad you decided to hang around for a bit. Would you like something
2: cold to drink? It's kind of hot and dusty back here. Look, man, I really
3: got to go. But if you got something cold back here, something that could quench a man's thirst before he hits the highway, well, who is Johnny to argue? Bring it on. You're my kind of (laughs) preacher. I didn't figure you for a drinking man, but hey... Straight-laced jokers like you can party harder than most folks think. I've seen your type out in the clubs where I've been gigging. I'm talking y'all tear it up. (laughs) Ha-ha! Man! Call off your attack cat, dude. That ain't cool. I hate a cat. One bit me when I was a kid never liked him since.
2: Sorry, Johnny. He's not my cat. Doesn't draw a check, remember? So I can't tell him what to do. Guess you're just gonna have to hang out with me till he decides to let you... How'd you say it? Roll. As for the drink, this straight laced joker was talking about a bottle of cold spring water. It comes from a well not far from here and it's the best you'll ever taste.
3: Oh, well, I knew it was too good to be true. Water. I should have figured, heck, I guess it's better than nothing though. I'll take one, preacher
6: man. I made some extra chicken salad. Thought you might want a sandwich, yeah. Preacher, who is that man sitting in the old pool house? And oh, he's wearing a hat inside the church house. Oh, my Lord. Is that a, is that a pistol?
4: They say the Lord moves in mysterious ways. Maybe he also spurs people to move in mysterious ways. Because Rosemary has never offered a new pastor one of her secret recipe chicken salad sandwiches. At least not one that she hasn't vetted for at least six good months. No matter what the deacons say, in Rosemary's mind, she is the decider of important things like preachers and gifts of chicken salad. But on this bright blue Thursday morning, She broke her own rule. She likes preacher. She got right up from her desk next to the Maytag chest-style freezer in the kitchen, crossed through the fellowship hall, straight to the sanctuary, and down the main aisle and the little flight of steps that lead to the back hall behind the baptistry. When she burst through the door with all the excitement of a child ready to share a new Christmas present with one less fortunate, Her eyes, so pure and full of friendship, were able to see what an on-guard preacher and Johnny Goldtone had not. The gun. It had slipped from Johnny's pocket in the tumble and slid across the hall and wedged itself under the blackboard with a broken leg. Recently retired from the first grade Sunday school classroom. And here's another mystery, because it seems like it's a good day for him. Jake was perched right next to it. One paw stretched across the barrel. He was staring at Preacher again.
2: Rosemary, get back! Oh, man! Lady, give me that!
4: Every man of God has a defining moment. Some even give more than one. This was Preacher's. He dove for that gun so fast, like lightning. Before the huckster could make an explanation, Preacher had the gun and tossed it to Rosemary, who now has it trained on Johnny (laughs) Goldtone. She looks like some church lady Charlie's angel. Rosemary, you okay?
6: Never better, Preacher, never better. Don't move, sucker. I'll blast you quicker than a squirrel on my birdbath. Now, ma'am.
3: Ma'am, don't be so hasty. I ain't done nothing. I'm just sitting here talking to this preacher
6: guy. Heck, your church nearly killed me by falling all over me. Preacher? What is this hooped-up-looking dude talking about? And what's happened down here? Looks like Walmart the day after Thanksgiving.
2: Well, this fella here... Claims his name is Johnny Goldtone, though I highly doubt that. Got in the church somehow and was sneaking around back here. He didn't know I was at the end of this hall full of junk studying in my office. When I questioned him about what he was doing back here, he claimed he was here for a job. What job? Right. That's what I said. Anyway, when he couldn't come up with a good answer, I invited him to sit down for a chat.
6: In those chairs? Oh, Preacher, they're so uncomfortable. That's why they're down here in the first place. What's wrong with the lovely matching of leather ones? We put them right in front of your desk. We had to dip into the reserve decorating fund to buy them. Well, it took two-thirds majority vote of the whole congregation and the better part of a Wednesday night business meeting last month just to get it done. Thank you for the leather chairs, Rosemary, but can we stay on point?
2: This fella here has chosen to break into the church in the middle of the day, and I'm trying to find out why.
4: And might I remind you that you're holding a gun. She had forgotten. If you've ever been involved with a messy business that calls itself the Church Decorating Committee, you'd understand why Rosemary jumped track for a minute. That committee can drive a good and level-headed person, well, crazy. But it was just for a minute. She's got her senses back now.
6: Right. You there, Mr. Fedora. I think you better lay first down on the floor here while our new pastor ties your hands behind your back. Move slow. No sudden moves. I'm a crack shot thanks to my sweet ditty. Preacher? Preacher cut the strings off them old Venetian blinds over there in the corner and secure our pup.
2: Hold on. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rosemary, let's not lose our heads here. Johnny needs to explain himself. He can just keep his seat while he does it. You made a believer out of me when you said you're a good shot. I'm betting you made a believer out of Johnny, too. I don't think he'll try his luck with you. Now, just back up and sit down on the steps there. But keep our visitor in your sights. Now, Johnny, you have five minutes to tell me what your real name is, what you're doing here. Start talking.
3: Man, I don't
2: have to tell you nothing. Correct. You don't have to tell me nothing. You have to tell
4: her. Preacher points straight at Rosemary, who's backed up and sat down on the rear steps to the baptistry. Her hand was getting tired of holding that gun, so she's chosen to rest it army sniper style on the top of a rolling water vac. Jake has come out from who knows where and is rubbing back and forth across Rosemary's calves at what looks like to Preacher an attempt to ease her nerves. A little smile of thanks comes to Preacher's lips when Jake casts a look his way. Rosemary could use some calming down. By the steely expression on her face, it appears she means business with that pistol.
3: Okay, okay. Everybody cool it. Man, I didn't come in here to get shot with my own gun. I was just looking for a little help getting on out of this dumpy town. The band broke up, see, and old Johnny's lady run off with the drummer. I never trusted that guy. Turns out I was right. I was headed down the highway when I saw this place. I know there's always a little cash tucked back in a church. You know, Sunday school fund, birthday fund, junk like that. I just thought I'd dig around for some pocket money. Maybe something to eat out of the kitchen. Man, you nearly scared old Johnny to death when you come around that corner out of the dark. Preachers ain't supposed to be sneaking up on folks. It ain't right. You owe me. How's how's 50 bucks sound? I'll clear out no questions asked. I won't even call the cops on you for the bodily harm this church has caused me by letting all this junk fall on me. Just give me fifty a uh, hundred dollars and my gun, and I'll be gone.
6: Oh why leave so fast? Why don't you take a warm bath in the baptistry here? And then a long nap on the front row of the sanctuary. Why roll up one of the blankets from the nursery for your little head? Who do you think you take us for, a sucker? We're country, not stupid. We're about to call a chef. And he can take up the long-term care of Johnny Goldtone, if that is your name. Johnny,
2: Rosemary has brought up a good point. What is your real name?
3: Johnny Goldtone! I ain't gonna say it again! I'd show you my driver's license, but I drove off and left it laying on the counter at the gas station down the road.
4: It was a tiny little click. But everyone in that church hallway heard it when Rosemary pulled back the hammer on that pistol.
6: You too, bit sucker. Preacher, ask what your real name is. Now I think you better tell him. Now. John,
3: John Miller. John Rufus Miller. Lady, stop pointing that thing at me. It's loaded. I ain't kidding. Hey, preacher man, do something before Meemaw blows my head
2: off. Rosemary. Now, Rosemary, it's okay. Don't do it. Let me have the gun. Easy. Easy now. Hand it to me.
6: Uh, But, Rachel, I can't... I I can't feel my hand. I I don't think I can stand up. My legs have gone to sleep.
2: It's okay. Just stay there.
4: Don't move. I'll come to you. Too late. Rosemary's unwedging herself from the steps where she'd been parked. She's teetering halfway between standing and falling, Johnny's guns waving around like a flag on the Fourth of July. Uh Uh-oh. Jake, perched on a tall stack of old hymnals, is rocking back and forth wildly and the whole thing is coming down right across Rosemary's hand, full of pistol. Well, kinda. She shot his hat. A big hole straight through the crown. Rosemary done killed a cheap fedora. She didn't hurt Johnny a lick. Also, she put a 40-year-old water heater out of his misery. With its dying breath, it's pressure washing everybody.
2: Preacher man, I, I'm been help me! Johnny, you're fine. It's just rusty water. Calm down. Try to find the cutoff. Look back in that corner. Hurry. Rosemary. Rosemary. Are you okay? Here, grab my hand.
6: Oh, Rachel. Rachel, I couldn't get my fate to work. I'm so sorry. I... uh, Did I kill that fella? Where is he? Oh, Lord. Is he under all this water? He could be drowning. I have seen a man do well to his
1: judgment before you could get him saved. What have I done?
2: Now, Rosemary, calm down. Johnny's over there in the corner trying to get the water turned off. He's fine. You shot his hat. Here, climb up on this box and get out all this water. Johnny's all right.
4: Let's make sure you are too. Preacher gets Rosemary safely atop a box of cleaning supplies and moves to help Johnny cut the water off. When the rusty knob is finally struggled into the off position, he and Johnny and Rosemary all stand there dripping wet and staring at each other like three folks who just got dunked at the county fair. And Jake has vanished.
1: What in the name of Sam Hill is going on here?
4: Bert, janitor slash handyman, chooses this moment to open the door that comes in from the back of the church. He's never seen nothing like the mess that comes to light in front of him. Rosemary, with her yellow print dress wet and clinging to her like cellophane wrap is perched like a rain-soaked canary on top of a box of Ajax cans. The new preacher he hasn't even met yet is standing in the rising river and spilling from the old water heater. Bert has barely kept it duct-taped and bubblegum together for the last 20 years. Now this! There's another fella, too. He's got on a soggy hat with a hole in it. A tattoo on his wrist is smudged and running down onto his hand. I'm sorry, who, who are you?
2: Bert, I'm the janitor here. Have been for 20 years. You must be the new pastor. What have y'all done to old
0: Bessie? This has been the Podplay Preacher and Jake. Written by Leslie Satcher. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit Podplays.com for the songs, more Podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free Podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from Burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard great stories epic songs Pod,
1: if you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow and share with all your friends.